0: What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Kempel of Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. I'm very excited. We have a special guest. His name is Jesus Kempa. Jesus is the CEO of America's Best Strategic Security Group, and he's also the CEO of Leading Through Adversity. Jesus, thank you so much for joining us today. Please introduce yourself and tell the audience a little bit about your background.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, as you said, my name is, uh, my full name is Jesus Eduardo Campa. Family has always called me Eddie. I'm just trying to go by Jesus now, but uh, I um, was born in El Paso, Texas, did 27 years uh, of law enforcement experience. I served 20 years with the El Paso County Sheriff's Office, retiring as the chief deputy. In 2014, I went on to become the chief of police at Hector County for a year. Then I became the chief of police uh, in the East Texas community town uh, that was... um, Rattled by racial division uh, for three years. I was up there. And then I became the state director for the Council on Law Enforcement Education and Training for the State of Oklahoma. Now I'm retired completely from law enforcement after 27 years of running my companies, America's Best Strategic Security Group and uh, Leading Through Adversity. We have a book coming out here on July 4th that we're really excited about. And I'm uh, married, have three beautiful kids, and uh, and like you, unfortunately, I don't have pit bulls. I have a six-pound Yorkie.
0: Okay, and as yeah, thank you for saying that because she's my little eight-week-old is, is whining in the background. So you guys, you, as you've been listening, you know that I have animals, and sometimes they like to make a little noise. Um, Jesus, you know what? I just completely admire all your work in law enforcement, um, and I know that that's not an easy road, um, and thank you for all that you do. And I mean, you guys really get the brunt of it, especially in the last year, it's been pretty, pretty rough on on law enforcement. So I'm sure you've seen a lot and gone through a lot. How do you think that that has impacted you becoming a CEO and, and you know, not only having a security company, but also starting leading through adversity, because I, I think that 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 makes a huge impact.
1: Right. So leading through adversity is, you know, I I love the name of the company that I that that I chose just because, you know, my entire life has been full of adversity. And I think that leadership nowadays has just become a little soft and we need to get a little bit tougher on learning how to lead. Um, You know, I think that, um, you know, society has just gotten really soft. And I think that people have forgotten that, look, you know, leadership is not about being liked. If you want to be liked, you know, go do something like sell ice cream or something like that, where everybody will like you. You know, leadership is about uh, getting a task done, getting a mission accomplished. And yes, you've got to always look out for the people that are around you. That's always a given, of course. But you know what? You have a mission. You've been placed in that leadership role for a for a reason, right? So you got to move forward. Now, one of the things that really brought me to your to your podcast was the name. It's it's label free podcast, and I love that name. Because when I was the chief of police, uh, you're talking about adversity, when I was the chief of police in East Texas, I was brought in because, you know, it was a very racially divided community. And they were not going to hire another Caucasian male. And they sure as heck were not going to hire an African-American. So they settled for the little caramel Mexican guy, to me, you know. And uh, they said, hey, you know what? Uh, fix this racial division. Change the culture. So when I arrived, I quickly implemented a program called No Colors, No Labels. And Ah. it was an initiative designed to remove the preconceived notion that the police were racially motivated. So when I saw your podcast, I was like, hey, that's just something that I think I need to be part of, because just like the name, you know, and and, 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 it drew me to you all. And listening to some of the conversations you had, like last week or a couple of weeks ago, you had, you know, uh, perfection isn't great or something like that. That was awesome. So, you know, you know, I'm all about diversity and bringing people together. And I really do think that, uh, you know, our main task at Leading Through Adversity is is kind of showing people and leaders and CEOs the, the truth about leadership and what they don't teach you about leadership at school. You know, they don't teach you that it's lonely at the top, that, you know, you're you're going to be surrounded by many people who are only around you because of the benefits they have because they surround themselves around the leader and how quickly they will forget about you when you're no longer in that, in that position, you know, so... Uh, You also got to remember that as a leader, you know, you're always going to have a master that you, especially in the public sector, you're always going to have a master that you have to serve. For instance, I know my master at the time when I was hired is the city manager, the mayor, the city council, and of course the citizens. So you're never really free to do what you want to do. So now that you know that, that I've left the public sector, you know it's totally different because now I do things on my terms. You know because the only person I'm beholden to is is me. Right. If the companies work, they work. If they don't, they don't. And whose fault is it? Yeah. Literally, whose fault is it? It's mine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love your No co- no Colors, No Label initiative. Um, can we talk about a little, talk about that a little bit? Like how that, how I mean, that had to be a, a battle if, if it was so racially divided. I mean, we saw we saw the, over this last year how divided the whole world became, right? And so for you to go in and actually fix that in your own area, like that had to be quite a task to take on.
1: Well, you know, it was a huge task. And, and I think the puppy wants me to ask how he's, how she's doing, is she doing okay?
0: She's
1: okay. She's just wanting some
0: attention.
1: Awesome. So, so, yeah. So, you know, I was, like I said, I was hired. I think this whole thing goes back, uh, this whole racially division issue. We had done a really good job in our country, in the United States of of kind of suppressing racial division. It it was there. We knew it existed, but we kind of just, it wasn't as wide open. And I think something happened in, you know, in, Right about 2014, which is about the time that I took over uh, over there. And I think something happened where because between 2014 and 2016, things were good up until whether you agree with him or don't. And I'm not going to make this political, but up until a certain individual announced his candidacy, uh, it was almost like a racial division just reared its ugly head again things just changed. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, a certain group of individuals thought that they could rear their ugly head again. And, I, you know, um, I don't know, uh, while I was serving as the chief of police though, in a very racially commun- racially um, diverse, very racially impacted community, it, it, uh, it was hard. It was harder to get things accomplished after that person announced their candidacy. Interesting. But, you know it it really was it was it was day and night i mean when we first got there and i implemented the no colors no labels initiative i did it because i was ordered to change the culture of the organization right Right. and the the department the no colors no labels was designed to remove the preconceived notion that the police were racially motivated so you know we started doing uh cultural awareness meals we introduced an ice cream truck we started doing community-based policing 21st century door knocking grassroots things that had never been done in that community and prior to that you know the officers were kind of coming along screaming and kicking but they were coming along you know and in 2016 when that candidacy was announced everything just went to hell they all of a sudden they they put their foot down and were like hell no we're not coming along anymore we're not going to do this you know we don't agree with officers. the officers yeah and that was very shocking um, especially coming from a you know group of people that are are there to to swear you who know, were sworn to protect right. everybody yeah. so it made it difficult but uh, we we were able to make some inroads you know we reduced crime by 20% we went wow. from six homicides to one one homicide that year we went down to a fully staffed department we got the department recognized my Texas best practices. I was awarded in 2017 the Martin Luther King humanitarian of the year award by the NAACP for everything that we did. But unfortunately, you know, I consider it my biggest success, but I also consider it my biggest failure because I could not bring the men and the women of the police department along for the ride, you know? And I think what happened is, is there's a difference between listening and hearing, mean, yeah. you can hear, you can hear everything I say, right. but are you actually listening? And I think what happened is that this group of people took what I said about no colors, no labels. And if you listen to what I said, it says no colors, no labels, an initiative designed to remove the preconceived notion that the community has, that the police are racially motivated. Now, who has the preconceived notion? The community.
0: Right.
1: What the police heard was that
0: they, the police that are, they, are racist. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's what they heard. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of the disconnect came. And the fact that, to top it all off, that the majority of those police officers were racist. They didn't like being called out as racist. Sure. You know, sure. um, so I think that's where a lot of the backlash, a lot of the issues came from. But, you know, even though we had those issues, we were we proved that even while you're living with that mechanism, people can get along if they're forced to. Sure. You know, so it, it, it's something that can change, but... Unfortunately, once I left, uh, they got rid of the No Colors, No Labels initiative, removed it, and uh, things are back to what they consider to be normal back in their community. It's
0: unfortunate.
1: It is unfortunate.
0: Hey guys, Deanna here with Label Free Podcast. Are you a six-pack kind of guy or a dad bod kind of guy? Either way, our friends at Manscaped have the fellas' hairy bodies covered. They just launched their fourth generation performance package, which includes a lawnmower 4.0. That's right you heard that right 4.0 trim from the leaders and male grooming so the man in your life can join the 2 million men worldwide who trust manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code labelfree20 that's right 20% off with free shipping with the code labelfree20 so head on over to their website manscaped.com and pick up something for yourself the man in your life Whomever that might want to benefit from keeping everything nice and tight for the summer. Sounds like you really made a positive impact with your with your campaign. I mean, especially doing those grassroots um, uh, initiatives or going door to door and you know the ice cream truck and all that stuff. I mean, I think that's pretty amazing. Um, and you know, I, honestly, I think that the stigma behind police officers you know at the end of the day you guys are are human beings as well that's just your job you took a you took an oath to to serve and protect but when you leave you go home just like everybody else that goes home from a job and you're still a human being and whatever whatever your beliefs are your beliefs right just like me like whatever my beliefs are my beliefs and i i have to be responsible from where i come from in my beliefs just like everybody else does too and you you do have to we are all on this planet together and we do have to get along (laughs) you know what what i don't understand is we're all here we should be supporting each other for the greater good and um you know i i really i'm my best friend she's an african-american and when all all this racist stuff happened last year i had a really hard time like i was crying and like oh my gosh this is just terrible because that I don't really feel like that's the majority I mean I think I mean I don't think that it is at all I think that yes maybe it has been suppressed but I thought that as a nation and as a world we've come so we've come much further along and I think that there's just people had a reason to just be angry and you know it got crazy
1: yeah you know and unfortunately I mean you know, if you really want to get to the to the root cause of it, like I said, it doesn't matter what political side you're on. You just got to call it for what it is. I mean, you know, th- there was there was uh, there was a lot of rhetoric, a lot of um, undertone, soft noise, basically that made it almost like if it was okay to 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 bring those racial things to the forefront again. Unfortunately, and I think that a lot of the progress that had been made you know, in the last, you know, 30, 40 years was lost in four years. I I mean, that's just, whether you agree or not, that that's, that's just the truth. You know, Mm -hmm. you call a spade a spade. That's exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. And now we've got to kind of, um, put it
0: back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. So tell us more about your, um, leading through adversity and, um, what you do to help, um, leaders and, or become, have people help people become
1: better leaders so, you know during my time as a chief of police and a state director I found myself like I said alone a lot of times you know I, I had ideas I had concepts I'm a really outside the box thinker I'm a visionary and sometimes a lot of people have a hard time relating because they can't see my vision you know usually because it's not theirs it's mine and it's a long-term game that we're playing so a lot of the times you don't have anybody to really bounce off ideas off of, and that's what leading through adversity is. We're kind of a sounding board for CEOs and leaders who feel that same way. Sure. A lot of the times, when, like I said, when you're in the public sector or even the private sector, you have shareholders that you're, you know, you unfortunately they you, they serve as your masters. Unfortunately, um, that before you're ready to relinquish or talk about an idea or a program or a process or new uh, merchandise that you're going to introduce. You you need to bounce it off somebody, basically an independent body, not not what I refer to as a Kevin. You know, a Kevin is somebody who kisses your ass and just tells you yes about, it. you know, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know the correct term is Chad, but in my experience well, you know, you have Karen's and they can then apparently yeah, the male Karen. version the male version of a Karen is a Chad, but I call it oh, a I Kevin it. because a Chad's just a tattletale, a Kevin is a kiss ass, you know, who okay. has his,
0: Okay. And, uh, Hilarious.
1: Yeah. So, so uh, <laughs> don't be you know, a Kevin. yeah, don't be a Kevin, you know, so, you know, you don't want to be a Kevin and uh, you need somebody that's going to tell you the truth. So we have a lot of CEOs from around the country, different industries, private and public who give us a call and say, Hey, you know what, let me bounce this idea off. And then we just go through the pros and cons and, and we kind of develop the process and build a strategic plan around how they're going to re- um, roll out this program or this initiative. And that's what we do. You know, we do private mentoring, coaching, development, leadership. Uh, we, you heard me mention strategic plans. So we build strategic plans for businesses of any size uh, or new businesses. And what's a strategic plan? It's basically your business plan if you're in the right. public, in the private sector. If you're in the public sector, well, it's a strategic plan. Where are you? Where are you now? Where have you been? Where are you? And where are you right. going within the next five years? Uh, we developed policy and procedure for a lot of police agencies and uh, anybody that really needs uh, some kind of HR workbook. And we just got into the field of executive searches. Um, you know, one of the things that we're doing is we're helping a small town up here in Texas find their next police chief and their fire chief. And, uh, you know, it was kind of funny because we actually got the contract while we were not the lowest bidder, we were the mid, the middle bidder, sure. uh, but they really liked the name of the executive search of leading through adversity. You know, we're going to find you someone who can who can lead through adversity because I think a lot of people uh, when they, when they confront adversity, they either break down and shut down and go into a fetal position and, and suck their thumb because that's the society we live in nowadays. We've managed to foster a lot of, um, uh, I'm, and, not from
0: and, that, I'm not from that time frame. Well, I'm, I'm
1: I, a... <laughs> I, I, I can tell, you know, because from our conversation before, I, I think that our generation understands that, you know, when adversity comes, you got to look at it as an opportunity yes.
0: and, and, and move forward, you know, you I, gotta. Yeah, I think it helps develop those those important character characteristics to be a leader, to like, um to make a change, I mean, to be a better person. So I, like that, this whole soft generation this whole soft society at the idea of society is just I just cannot wrap my head around it. Like how <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. I'm sorry to interrupt but I, I yeah, just yeah. that was like at the like at the, the Top of my brain, I'm like, I have to say this. <laughs> you know, and, and the
1: funny thing is here, look, I get it. I hey, I'm all about inclusion, I'm all about diversity, I'm all about involvement. You know, I don't believe, even though it might come across as if you're hearing me that I sound like one of those dictator leadership styles, yeah. that's not my style. I would rather coach you and mentor you. I'd prefer to show you so you don't have to ask me how to do something. You know, you know, like, like that biblical saying, I'm not a biblical guy, but that biblical saying that says, you know, show a man a fish. Know, give a man a fish and he'll eat today but show him how to fish and he'll eat forever yeah well that's the same way you know and, yeah. and unfortunately i think what's happened is that we live in a society where um social media has taken over everything that people you know are more concerned about how many people are following them how many people yeah. like them and then you know we've got this what we call you know the, the keyboard warrior who gets on there and says whatever he wants to say and and he's a tough guy or a tough girl behind the keyboard, but once yeah. you confront them, you know, cause that's happened to me many times. I've had people talk so much shit about me, uh, on, on the internet. But yeah, when I walk into the room that they're in, the first thing they do is they turn around and walk away because yeah. they don't want to see me. Yeah. Um, you know, but I guess, you know, I am who I am because of those people, because, Hey, you know what, they've actually <laughs> made me realize something, you know, that, I am more important than I ever thought I was because, you know, if I can actually, if you can actually dislike me to that point and all you do is think about me, I'm like,
0: wow. <laughs> yeah, you, you've I'm definitely like, yeah, made an impact awesome. in their lives. Yeah, like, it's woo. like,
1: wow, you know, I'm not even that important to my wife or my kids sometimes. You know? <laughs> you know, sometimes they go days without talking about me, but I've got people out there who just can't stop talking about me on the internet. So it's like, you know, they say they hate me, yet they follow me and stalk me on social media. It's just yeah, like, right? wow.
0: And yeah, I guess that's where they,
1: yeah, I guess that's where they get confused because they're not really haters, what they are, really are as fans, you know? Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> that's so true. I love that. That's awesome. Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> but, but I think that, you know, leadership as a whole is, uh, it's just got to come back around, you know, um, the false narratives that people put out there, you know, it, it's got into a, a place where people are more concerned with being first and putting out a false narrative than an educated narrative. I mean, you don't even know which news outlets to, to follow and take serious anymore because, Oh, you, know, sorry, but... you know, yeah, you know, it's like, so one of the things that I'm really proud of is the fact that, you know, and, I, and I'm working on a PhD, you know, I graduate next year on March twenty, March
0: 2022. Congratulations.
1: That's Thank you. And, you know, but one of the things that is, is that you can say whatever you want to say to me. And before I believe it or not, I'm going to do my research. Yeah. And I'm going to dig and I'm going to read. And you know what, just because it's on Google doesn't mean it's true. Right. And just, and just because you told me your version doesn't mean it's true. There's, there's three sides to every truth, yeah. you know, his, his and theirs. And then there's the truth. The truth. Uh, I'm that guy that gets to the truth. So. Yeah.
0: I love that. That's amazing. So um, how do um, companies or people that are looking for this kind of coaching or training or, or strategic strategy, how do they get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, so you can reach out to us at leadingthroughadversity.com. Uh, we have our we have our contact uh, page there. Uh, you just fill it out, send us what you're looking for, whether it's executive searching, coaching, mentoring, uh, one-on-one. If you just need to, I mean, we, we we there's there's times that I take phone calls just to hear somebody vent for five minutes, you know. Yeah. Of Course, they do receive a bill for it, but you know, I,
0: I mean, uh, <laughs> but you know, don't but, call and unless you're ready to pay for it, right? It, okay? So, so don't
1: call us. No, and actually, no, we've actually had a lot of people just call invent vet, they will just listen to them and we don't send them a bill. But, um, you know, strategic planning, uh, executive searches, coaching, mentoring. Uh, we, we just implemented a new, um, um, a new program, it's a retreat. Where if you are a leader or you have a sales team or a sales uh, I, I, if you have a management team that's kind of lost its edge, we have uh, we have a, we have a Forged by Force uh, program, which is you know it's a retreat. You come to us, or we'll go to you. It's a three-day retreat uh, where we help you find your fire and your passion for what you're doing again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, leading through adversity.com or you can reach out to us at 915-243-1412. And uh get get in contact with us that way and we'll be more than happy to work up a plan and a proposal for you.
0: Awesome. Before we wrap things up, Jesus, is there anything, any last words you'd like to leave with the audience?
1: Yeah. I always like to tell people just, you know what, uh, you know, when you're out there in leadership, the one thing you got to remember is not to let the same snake bite you twice.
0: Ooh, good one. I need to write that one down. (laughs) That might be the title for this episode.
1: (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: No, just kidding. I I, know because that would be like "Hmm, interesting, but All right. Well, thank you very much for being a guest. And um, I really appreciate you sharing some of your story and thank you for all that you've done in law enforcement over, you know, your career. And just, I wish you lots of success and keep making good leaders for us because we need them in this world. Um, With that being said, you guys, this is your host, Deanna Kempel with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, and share. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.